Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Man, I feel His presence in here. Some people in here, a couple people, felt delayed. You felt like, God, what's going on? I've been doing the things, and I felt a delay. I feel like there's a wall, and every time I try to run, I just get knocked back. I'm telling you tonight, in this atmosphere, God's getting ready to do what he did at Jericho, to do what he did at Jericho. Come on, there, the delay is over. You might have been walking around that fortified city six times, but I'm telling you, we are on that seven, we are on that day. The day of breakthrough is here. God is getting ready to do a breakthrough. He's getting ready to do a breakthrough. And what you didn't realize is while there was a delay, he was breaking what he needed to break in you. Listen, sometimes God needs to do a breaking in us first before the breakthrough because he knows the breakthrough would crush us and so you become stronger. Every time you've ran against that wall, every time you felt a delay, your spirit has been getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Come on, if you need a breakthrough tonight, put your hands in the air. Put your hand, Lord, you see these hands. Many, many hands. Many, many hands. Many, many hands. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Alex, I see the word promotion over you. Promotion, promotion, promotion. God is setting you up. God is setting you up. The delay was purposeful because he was preparing a new landing spot, a perfect place where your people skills and strategy will meet in perfect convergence and you will see prosperity for your company and it will trickle into you. I see more levels of ownership in the company. I see more stocks coming your way. God, we thank you. That breakthrough is coming right now. Thank you, Lord. I see breakthrough for people. God, we thank you. Inheritances that are held up are coming forth, Lord. Inheritances that have been held up are coming forth. Come on, if somebody, if you were robbed something, if you were denied something that you should have had, rightfully that was yours, I see God bring it back what was stolen from you, but it's collected interest. God, we declare interest on whatever the enemy has withheld, whatever the enemy has stolen. God, we declare interest on that. A full, fold return with interest, Lord. Your interest rate is 7X. So we declare a 7X return on what was taken from your people. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. I see kids. I see kids right now. Your kids aren't in the house of God. They've left the faith, but Jesus is on the move in their life. Come on right now, thank God for the move of God he's gonna do in your family, that your kids are coming back to the house of God, that your brothers and sisters, your siblings are coming back to the house of God. I see parents, parents coming back in the relationship with Jesus. I see parents getting saved. Pastor Ginny, I see God working in your family this year, this year before 2024. You are moving. We thank you that tonight is a night of breakthrough. Why, God? 
Amen. got the message from Sunday. Get some strong guys up here. We need a crowd surf again. No, kidding. Wow. Do we preach? Catch me, Scott. Do we preach? Do we pray? We're going to go quick. Ben, literally take five minutes. Just five. Can we thank our worship team? Okay, grab a seat, grab a seat, but you're gonna be standing soon. This is part two of Sunday. Title of my message for those who like to take notes, who should take notes, we all should take notes, is my praise sets my precedence. My praise sets precedence. What is precedence? Precedence is a legal term we use in our judicial system, in our court system, meaning that cases build strength for future cases, meaning that when you approach one case and the verdict was decided in this way, that sets a precedence, which you can now use in future cases that have similar situations. That's what the word means, and we build our entire legal system on that, and so that's why it's important that we pray for our court system because when the Supreme Court says you can't force somebody to go against their religious views on, on, in their business, that's important because that sets a precedence for future attacks that may come on your business as a Christian business owner, right? So we do care about that, but I'm not talking legal today and I'm not getting political. I'm talking about there's a kingdom precedence. That's why being a Christian and reading your Bible is important. You want to learn the ways of God. Not just understand what he's done, but you want to understand his nature, his character, because when the enemy approaches, you can actually go back to the word of God and hold precedence on that situation. You know, devil, I know you tried this once before with King David, Okay, young men in the room, maybe struggling with looking at the ladies a little too much or a little too long, maybe. Okay, you can set some precedence. Hey, devil, I know you've done this on King David and I know the consequence, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow that in my life. I'm not gonna go up on the roof and stare. I'm gonna go to church and pray. I'm gonna go to church and praise. I'm gonna go and get myself focused on a bigger prize. Come on, that's for one of the young men in here. Listen, listen, the greatest gift you can give your bride, this is for, and dads, this is for you to teach your young men. Because one day, that little thing called testosterone is gonna hit. And it's gonna hit hard, okay? Lord Jesus, help me, okay? I got boys. And I know that day's coming. But I know what the enemy wants to do. He wants to dump a bunch of shame and guilt on my boys when one day they're like, what happened? She had cooties yesterday. <laughs> That's how they'll talk too, because their voice is changing. <laughs> she had cooties yesterday, and today I don't know what's happening, <laughs> okay? But I just, I wanna play tag so bad. <laughs> <laughs> wanna chase her, okay? <laughs> and on that day, and young man that you are, are, you are right in here and you're not married yet, you have to understand, that, you know, so many young men, I did youth ministry for many years, and the high schoolers, it's like the top three high schooler questions, 
why if God wanted me to wait for marriage, did he make it so hard? You know, like that was literally the question they have. And the proper answer is because you are gonna bring a gift that is so special. You see, if you, made, if, if you married the last woman on earth, okay, lucky you, but also you are, there's not a lot of options, but the fact that God gave you this drive and drew you to see beauty, and then you pick a girl and you say, all of that is only for you, forsaking all others. It doesn't mean anything if there isn't a, a need to forsake. Does that make sense? Ladies, remember that your man, if he said, I'll do, and he's married to you, remember that, that that's something he's giving to you that God put a very strong emphasis on in him. All right, that's for somebody. I don't even know. That's not the message. <laughs> somebody needed that, though. Young man, young man, set precedence. The battle is what makes it beautiful. The battle is what may, oh, I messed up. Okay, we'll start now because that's a battle that you can start winning and you can bring a beautiful gift on your wedding day, okay? All right, pray sets my precedence. We're gonna go to 2 Samuel chapter six. We're gonna read a quick story. I alluded to this story yesterday, but I just wanna go through real quick because it, it set King David up and that's what God's gonna do tonight is that our praise is setting us up for, for the mission and the purposes God has in our life. Okay, so we're gonna start in verse three. Right here it says, they placed the ark of God on a new cart. Sounds nice, brand new cart, very nice of them. And brought it from Abinadab's house, which was on a hill, Uzzah and Ahio, okay? Like Ohio, but with an A. Ahio, <laughs> Abinadab's sons were guiding the cart. Pause right there. Pause right there. If you know where this story is going to go, it starts out negative. Uzzah gets a bad wake-up call in his life. But I want you to read right there where it says, and they guided the cart. The Holy Spirit wasn't meant to be guided by us. He was meant to be carried by us. Then there is a difference. We don't, we don't get to tell the, invite the Holy Spirit into our plan but as a Christian, what we want to do is we want to, we want to lean into him and say, you are, we carry you, where are we going, Holy Spirit? Not sticking behind a bunch of oxen, you know, some farting cows and say, just come with us. You're going to come this way. Too many times it is, thank you. Um, too many times we want to bring God and say, God, here's my idea. Here's the girl I want to marry. Here's the guy I want to marry. Here's the situation. Here's the business I want. And then we say, God, come on and bless this. And don't get me wrong, God does follow blessing with you. But we got to have that right heart posture of first we come with surrender. Yes. The blessing comes, but surrender has to be the gateway, not we guide the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Okay? Now, the Holy Spirit often speaks in pictures, speaks in feelings. He speaks to the Spirit. So it is also good, as a Christian, the Bible says that in the counsel of many wise people, you make good choices. Okay? So if you're a baby Christian, Holy Spirit might show you something, but what you also have to be careful of guiding the Holy Spirit is he shows you something, but then you take it in your own power. Instead of walking with him on you and in you, you begin to guide him towards the thing he showed you, and then you say, this is your will, God, because you show me, but God has a way he wants to do it. You gotta understand, God has a way he wants to do it. The journey to him is as important as the destination. And God isn't inhibited by time. So often I find that when he speaks life over me, he is speaking way into my future. 
way into my future. Words that I'm like, what? You know, like I think back, I got words that were probably about this season right now, but I got them when I was 20. And Lord help you if I was your pastor at 20, this would not have gone well. I mean, seriously, God had to process me and the times I've tried to guide him to, through the steps are the times that I have found myself falling in a ditch like we're gonna read with Uzzah. So let me just go keep reading the story here. God was meant to be carried, or his presence is carried by us, but we don't guide him. So go to verse, uh, let's go to verse six. But when they arrived at the threshing floor, just interesting, the Bible always brings things up because an important threshing floor is where they would take and separate the wheat from the chaff. Separate what is of God and what is not is what the Bible's talking about here. So it's just interesting, this happened right here. God was kind of separating the, the motives and all this. So they arrived at the threshing floor of Nacon and the oxen stumbled and Uzzah reached out his hand and steadied the ark of God. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right there beside the ark of God. I'm gonna pause right here. I know that's heavy. Thank you, Jesus. We are in new covenant. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. But God was very specific. His very presence at this point in history was carried in the Ark of the Covenant. We are, without the covering of Jesus, we are not holy and spotless. And his goodness is so overwhelming, it'll short circuit every single cell in your body. So it was just boom, the power of God was too much. He didn't have the covering of Jesus and it strikes him down. But I think it's interesting, the words there, he tried to steady. See, the Ark represents the presence of God. Tried to steady. I just wanna encourage you, Christian, you know, the devil will try to get you to tame, to steady, to calm down the passion and zeal in your life for God, okay? Now, I'm not using this as a license. There's always a couple people that are already weird and they wanna use Holy Spirit to justify their weirdness, okay? I'm not talking, like, if, if you were weird before the Holy Spirit and you haven't let him do a work and you're just now using him, stop that, okay? But let, like, go to a connect group, learn how to have good, healthy relationships with people, Okay, but we have a very healthy church. So if you're like, is he talking to me? I don't see anyone in the room I would necessarily look at right now. BJ, well, no one was that, no. <laughs> I love you, BJ. No, BJ, you carry a zeal and a passion for the Lord. I love you, man. Okay, but, but from that, also on the flip side is you'll see a Christian man and all of a sudden God starts transforming their life and you're a young Christian. Think back when you first got saved, you had zeal. You were just going up to your friends and you were at the club last week and you're like, bro, come to church, let's go. You're still cussing while you're inviting them. Like, come to church, you know? Like, <laughs> but you don't know, you're just excited because you know something's changing. We were never meant to lose that. We were just meant to grow in new levels of exposure to his goodness that kept us on that edge. If your zeal is gone, get your praise right. Get your praise right. Don't let the devil tell you, hey, you gotta steady God. You gotta slow him down. No, run with him. Keep running with him. And the cool thing is if you've ever lost, if you feel like you have lost that passion, that zeal, I'm telling you, praise will reintroduce you to that. Okay? So here we go. We're gonna pick up at verse 16 now. Actually, I wanna go to verse 12. Okay, so real quick, in between six and 12, or seven and 12, says that David got really discouraged. So there you go. If you've lost your zeal, 
even King David, he got discouraged. He had to take a couple months and recalibrate because he was so excited that he was gonna bring back the Ark of the Covenant back into the city where it belonged in Jerusalem. And then tragedy struck, tragedy struck. And so it says that he was discouraged. But if you go back to Chronicles, it says that he did what we should all do when you get discouraged. You wanna get into the house of God and you wanna get in your word because he started reading the Bible and started talking to the priests and he realized, wait, God has a way to do things. That, the, that the, our, God's presence was never meant to be carried by an animal. It was meant to be carried by men. That the priests who had been sanctified, who had purified themselves, were meant to carry that thing on poles and bring it in. It always carry, men carry the Holy Spirit. Women, we human beings, we carry God's Holy Spirit. Okay? It's, it's in us. It's in us. And so God had a way. Let me encourage you. You always want to find out what's God's way for things. People will want the Holy Spirit to bless, their, but, but then they don't actually follow his ways. People say, uh, uh, just be really honest. People say, God, I really need you to bless my finances, but they don't do finances his way. God, I really want you to do my marriage, but you're not doing marriage his way. There's no governance in the house. There's no, you know, uh, the husband leading spiritually in the home. You, you are called, husbands, you're called to lead your family spiritually. If your wife is the one who, if you decide if you go to church, if your wife nags you enough, then you go to church. I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying change that. You'll see the blessing of God flow towards his ways. His spirit is carried in his ways. And so part of being a spirit-led person is letting the Holy Spirit do what David did. Search me, O Lord, and find whatever's not in alignment. Listen, you don't have to be the loudest or the most social, talking to the husbands again, to lead your spiritual household. Your wife might be expressive. She might love words. She might be like, woo, you know, and you're like, you've like never shouted once in your life. You're proper, you're calm. But that doesn't give you advocate responsibility to lead your house spiritually. Okay, if your kids only get prayed for by mama, dada, it's time to pray. It's time to learn how to pray. You're like, I don't know how to pray. Perfect, we have lessons every Tuesday morning at 5.30 in the morning, okay? We'll teach you how to pray. Anyways, we wanna do things God's way. So that's what, that's what David does. He goes and he reads and he figures it out. Then he hears word. See, I love this. Verse 16. Then David was told, the Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's household. Who's the Obed-Edom? That's where they dropped off the ark after Uzzah died. So I don't know if Obed wasn't super liked by King David, but he's like, ooh, this thing's killing people. Hey, Obed, here you go. You keep this. Hold this for me for a minute, okay? But Obed must have been a man of God because all of a sudden, everything in his household gets blessed. Listen, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you're in alignment with his kingdom and you're walking with the Holy Spirit, blessing is part of the deal. It's part of the deal. It's the kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance, okay? And if you were raised that to expect God's blessing when you are walking with him is somehow not holy, you gotta break that stinking thinking off. That's the spirit of religion. God blesses. Does that not mean that we have struggles sometimes? Come on, what a great tithe message. That was amazing, Blake. That was amazing. Sometimes God's building the inner man, and even when you're doing the right thing, he's got a little bit of a training session. I mean... You know, what Blake didn't tell you is he was 300 pounds overweight before that season, but look what God's done now. 
Nobody's always been in shape, but why is he in shape? Blake, do you have to do a little resistance training? Do you have to get under some weight that's a little heavier than you'd like to be under sometimes? Absolutely. Same with, the, same with your spirit. Sometimes God's preparing you for the next blessing, and it doesn't mean you bail and say, well, I tried doing it God's way one time, and it didn't work, so I'm out. No, keep with him. Let him finish what he started. Don't shortchange yourself. Do the last rep. Okay, God, I'm doing what you said. If I'm missing it, you tell me. But until then, another rep, another rep, because it's coming. All right? So here we go. So he was told, the Lord had blessed Obedim's household and everything he has because the ark of God. So David went there and brought the ark of God from the house of Obedim to the city of David with great celebration. Keep going, I'm gonna read for a while now. After the men who were carrying the ark of the Lord, so notice it's not on a cart this time. And if you go to Chronicles, it's priests that are carrying it. The ark of the Lord had gone six steps. David sacrificed a bull and fattened a calf, okay? So he knew, okay, now I'm gonna bring offerings into this situation. Then David danced before the Lord with all his might, wearing priestly garments. Why does the Bible point that out? He was a king. Kings were supposed to wear kingly garments. But he wasn't coming there as a king. He wasn't coming there to defend his reputation. He was coming there to experience and usher in the presence of God. Come on, that's another reason why when we come into the house of God and we worship God, we gotta be expressive. Don't come in with the clothes you think you're supposed to wear and come in with your image like I need to look a certain way and be a certain way, but come in the way God intended. It was priests that would carry in the presence of God. And so he puts on a priest outfit, says, count me in. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I want the presence of God. Now, this was undignified for a king. We'll get to that in a minute, but he didn't care. All right, so David and all the people of Israel brought out the ark to the Lord with shouts of joy. Come on, that's why we expressively worship. And blowing of ram's horns. That was the modern day electric guitar, okay? want to go on this. There's nothing wrong with bringing back some old school stuff, but understand that God's, God was like, I think God was waiting. He's like, oh, just you wait. In like 3,000 years, there's going to be amplifiers and electric guitars. It's going to get rowdy and it's going to get good. He was excited. He was excited. But as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, David's wife, looked down from the window when she saw the king, David, leaping and dancing before the Lord, she was filled with contempt for him. Keep going. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in the place inside a special tent. David had prepared for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. Okay, now I want to go to verse 20, guys. Verse 20. When David returned home to bless his own family... Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet him. She said, in disgust, how distinguished the king of Israel looked today, shamelessly exposing himself to the servant girls like any vulgar person might do. David retorted to Michael, I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father. Apparently, he didn't mind sleeping on the couch because he went hard at <laughs> him, okay? He was prepared. <laughs> who chose me Above your father and all his family, he appointed me as the leader of Israel, the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. Yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. 
So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. Pause there, but we're gonna go to the next chapter in the first verse. Why I want, as a church, us to step into that praise posture, that, that, that expressive worship of God, that, that praise. See, praise says that praise enters the courts of God. I talked about this on Sunday, but praise puts you in the courts of God. And if there was another way, I wish, you know, for those of us who maybe are a little bit intimidated or, you know, not great singers or whatever, whatever reason you would say, I'm not gonna praise properly, whatever insecurity the enemy's working on, but the Bible says that's the praise that enters into the courts of God. See, when you're in God's presence, just like Obed-Edom, you will begin to see fruitfulness and blessing fall on your life. See, if you were blessed back then, it meant your farm was blessed. It meant life was reproducing. He was going out to the chicken coop and being like, what the heck? Every chicken laid 12 eggs. What am I going to do? Then he was going out to his pumpkin patch and going, what the heck? Look at all these pumpkins. What am I going to do? He was going out to his cornfield and the corn stalks were everywhere. Even the crows were just, we can't take anymore. We've eaten as much as we can. We're, do- we're going to die. Everywhere he looked, his cows, you know, where, uh, triplet cows, what is this? You know, everything, there was life. That's how you would be blessed in an agricultural system. The economy was agriculture. But the point is, is there was fruitfulness. But notice the opposite, the opposite here with Michael. She sees praise because people are excited and ushering in the presence of God. It was the praise that ushered in the presence of God back to the city. It was praise. It was David's heart. It was saying, man, I can't wear king garments. They're too heavy. I got to put on this priest underwear and I got to get my groove on because God is moving and I, I want to be in the presence of God. But poor Michael. I could go on another preach on the husbandry that happened in poor Michael's life when Saul separated. She had a rough life. So we never want to just judge somebody when they have a problem. But at the same time, we do have to be like David and say, listen, I know you don't understand why I'm doing what I do, but just so you know, I'll do it again. And I'll do it, I'll go bigger. I'll go bigger. You know what I mean? So many times people think when they bring their friend to church, I've seen it, you bring your friend to church and you're like, okay, please don't let Pastor Matt get weird today. Like just, I, I need, the, you know, let's ease him in, let's even, oh crap, he's crowd surfing, here we go, you know? <laughs> But you'll find that those friends, you get down to church and they're like, wow, that's awesome. It's actually the religion residue in us that gets hung up. But most people, especially if they're unchurched, most people go, man, I felt life there. That was awesome. It's actually the wounded, the people that are wounded and covering up with religion. And so we don't, we're not here to, you know, Oh, you didn't want to lift your hands? Get out of our church. You know, like we don't do that. But at the same time, we don't back down to that spirit. David didn't go, oh, babe, I'm sorry. My bad. Just got into the moment. Come on. Me, you know, the communion wine was a little strong. My bad, babe. No, he's, he said, ah, that was about me and God. I wasn't dancing for the girls you're talking about. Just so you know, God's blessing is going to be on me and they're going to speak highly of me but I would become even more undignified if it meant I got to have the presence of God in my life. And that passion will provoke people. That passion will provoke people. 
So check out what happened. And Ben, come on up, because we're going to do this now. Look at me. I've got so much time. Jesus is good. <laughs> Jesus is good. Go to chapter 7, verse 1. So we saw what happened to Michael, who didn't lean into that praise and thanksgiving. But David, the I'll become even more indignified guy, when King David was settled in this palace and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies. From this chapter until Bathsheba, okay? So there's a, there, there is a little oops, okay? Because God used unperfect, even the greatest king was still a human. So you know God has grace for you, Okay? Jesus has grace for you. We, he doesn't demand perfection. If not, David would have been out in three chap, four chapters from now. But from here to Bathsheba, every single story is David winning battles, taking territory, other kings hearing of his victories and bringing him gold, animals, chariots. The, the Israel begins to go on the map of blessing. And this was the pivot point. This was the pivot point. Up until this, he'd been king for a while, but first he was king of Judah. He had to fight some fights and he still had some fights, but every single fight from the point of the presence of God getting back, brought back to the city, ushered in with praise, begins to, the enemy just begins to fall. The enemy just begins to fall. We're heading into a season and God is saying, let your praise set the precedence. If this is what I did then, and he says it, he says, enter my gates with thanksgiving and my courts with praise. I wanna come back to this point. This is the only point of the message is that when you are in the courts of God, kingdom alignment begins to happen in your life. Kingdom alignment will begin to happen in your life. Obed-Edom was the first one to experience it. The presence of God was in his house. Everything became fruitful. And what's so cool, what's so cool is that now in the new covenant with Jesus, the temple is you and me. The presence of God can rest in and on you. And the same outcome, because God doesn't change. God doesn't change. Does that mean you won't have challenges? Of course not. Of course not, because God's got missions for you. So David was blessed from here to Bathsheba, but he still had battles. He still, but every time he had a battle, you read, it's like he fought this army and he got 7,000 chariots and a bunch of people to be servants and a bunch of weapons. See, every time God brings a battle your way, it's actually a battle meant for you to take new territory and expand the kingdom and the dominion and, the, and what he has for you. And when you got your praise right, when you've got that, this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight. I take that situation. I take that circumstance that would have spiraled me before I knew Jesus, that would have bankrupted me before I knew Jesus, that would have been my demise, sent me on a bender, sent me into a dark place, ruined my marriage, 
And now I praise in the midst of that. And as I praise, I step into the courts of God. And in the courts, his kingdom rules. His kingdom is the domain. Restoration, healing, the miraculous happen in his courts. Lives get transformed in his courts. I want, I want you to, this next part, I love what uh, you said in the offering message, Blake. This is, this is a life hack. I'm gonna teach you one of the greatest life hacks in your life, right here. When you are feeling the weight of the world, discouraged, beat up, depressed, triggered, angry, any negative emotion, the Bible says in Isaiah 61, that God gave you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I don't feel like worshiping. Well, that's why, as Pastor Jurgen even said this today, actually, that's why it's a garment. Well, my, I don't feel good on the inside. It's a garment. It has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with how you're thinking. It has nothing to do with the situation in your in internal. Oh, I just gotta, I gotta pick myself up and make myself feel better. No, 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 you can feel however you want, but it's what you're gonna do. Are you gonna go to the closet and are you gonna, which code are you gonna pull out? Ah, oh, depression sounds good today. Ah, oh, self-pity looks all right. I look good in self-pity. Pity party, that one looks great. Ooh, victim, this one, it's the old go-to. Put that on, mm, people will say, oh, I'm so sorry, poor sweet baby. I might, you know, you're posting your victim outfit on Instagram, felt cute, might take it down later. <laughs> Getting all the hearts, oh, I love you, you're the best, you got this, feel better. I'm with you, positive energy. You can, you can get that, or you can go dust off the tux, the garment of praise, Bond, James Bond. Say, <laughs> so I don't care how I feel. I don't care how tired, how exhausted. I don't care if this is the, fir the first time. You know, the first fight that came to David right after his season of rest and then he has a new fight, it was the freaking Philistines. You know how many times he had to deal with those guys? Goliath was a Philistine. He's like, are you freaking kidding me? Them again. How many times have you felt like that and you didn't want to put on the garment of praise because you're like, man, this again, financial struggle again fighting with my spouse again. Devil's smart, he'll just keep bringing the same enemy until one day he realized, oh, dang it. They figured out to put on the garment of praise. And every time I mess with them, they put on that garment of praise and they come to church and they start praising and they start dancing and they start clapping and they start shouting and they start moving their body. And then they go into that freaking courtroom again. And I can't do anything when they're in there. Whenever they're in the court, they come out. I don't know what's happening in there, but they come out and my best doesn't work. Not the 
everything seems to work when they get in that freaking courtroom. And then all my little demons, they freak out and they run away. And I lose the battle every time they go into the courtroom. Every time. Stand to your feet. You can get rid of all this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The band's going to play a song. And I felt specifically that what we're doing right now is we're praising God in the midst. Right now, we're, I want you to picture your closet. Whatever you came in today with, little self-pity, little regret, little shame, snazzy little, you know, whatever you're wearing. Not literally, but physically, I want you to take that off. Keep your clothes on, but take off that. And I want you to put on the garment of praise. Telling you already, I talked about this at men's prayer, and I've gotten two miracle reports, miraculous breakthrough for people, things that were impossible. One guy, his boss told him, You will never be a partner in our company. And after Tuesday, went to work and said, Hey, I'm giving you a percentage of the company. You are now becoming a partner in the company. There's breakthrough. I don't want to say, I don't want to take too much of that story because he's going to unleash it on Tuesday. So you should be there on Tuesday. But we're going to sing this song. It's called Waymaker. We're going to sing it in the praise mode, meaning you're in the atmosphere. You're in the strength. And you are declaring this. You are entering into the courtroom, the courtroom right now with your praise. And you're going to declare, he's the waymaker. He's the waymaker. You're setting a precedence. I want you to see what God's going to do. There's going to be a move. God's going to begin to move because you are declaring to the situation from the courts, from his presence, he's the way maker. Those of you who have had delay, hardship, blockage, he's the way maker. So we're gonna sing this song and then I'll bring the ministry team up. You can come to the front, but I want you to sing this with the garment of praise. I don't want you to hold back. I want you to sing it from a declarative place. The breakthrough's gonna come in your praise. It's not, the ministry team will pray for you, but the breakthrough's coming right now in your praise. All right, so come on, lift your hands. Actually, let's get to the gates first. Let's get to the gates first. Um, we're just gonna give God a applause in three seconds. We're gonna give him applause for 10 seconds. Clap and bring, just set yourself with joy. Okay, we're gonna start with thanking him through an applause. Like you're giving him a round of applause because he just did the miracle. Because he just brought the breakthrough. Because he I want you to picture what's the breakthrough. Come on, let's go. Give him applause.
have a family member or yourself and you've been diagnosed with a an eventually terminally Ill, terminal illness, okay? Eventually. Doesn't have to be right away, but it, the doctors are saying, this will be the thing. This will be the thing. Could even be diabetes, whatever it is, but if you have a disease that the doctors have declared, this will be the thing that'll take you out, or you have a family member. Right now it is 7.53. I want you to remember that, because you're gonna ask that family member, but if that's you, I want you to come forward right now. I want to pray for you. I feel like God just told me he's going to do miraculous miracles for people that have that disease. You've been told that or you have a family member that you've been actively praying for. 750, 754. Come on, lots of people. Lots of people. Come on. Now here's what I want you to do. Those of you praying. I don't want you to stand like this. There's nothing wrong with this. This is the receiving posture. But I want you to stand like this because that's a praising posture. That's a praising God posture. That's saying, God, I am standing in your presence and I am praising you for the breakthrough. God, thank you right now in the name of Jesus, we declare the power of God. Healing, Lord, healing, Lord. Healing, Lord, healing, Lord. Thank you, God. Healing in Jesus' name. Healing in Jesus' name. If I'm touching you and it's for a family member that's going through right now, healing right now in Jesus' name. 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 Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think I got everybody. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. The time is 7.54 p.m. If you prayed for one of your family members, I want you to remember 7.54, October 18th, I think it is today, whatever today is. Remember, I believe God's touching right now. I believe God's touching right now. I believe God's touching right now. Thank you, Lord, right now. God, we declare for those standing in the gap, we declare right now, those standing in the gap, the healing touch of Jesus, the healing touch of Jesus, and that these people right here will tell their, their, their loved one, we prayed for you at this time, at this time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Also feel like, got a family member right now who the devil's working absolutely overtime on. Absolutely overtime on right now. The devil is working overtime. Getting them just completely off the rails right now. Off the rails of God's plan for their life. Come on, if that's you, put a hand in the air. Put a hand in the air. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just like the little girl of the, of the centurion, of the Roman general who said, I'm a man under authority, so I understand authority. And if you just say the words here, something's gonna happen over there. Right now, we declare in the authority of Jesus, 
that those family members, because we are, we are under authority, that right now the Holy Spirit and angels are getting dispatched to our loved ones right now, God. Right now, if they're high right now, God, that you will reach down and grab them and show them that you are real and remove the pain that's blocking them from feeling you, God. Lord, we declare that prodigals are coming home, that right now in the sound of our voice, in prayer, in praise, you are bringing them home, Lord. They will come to their senses. They will call their family and they will come home, Lord. They will come into the house of God. We declare that your protection is with them, Lord. Dispatch angels for them, Lord. Protect them from the enemy right now. We bind the enemy's plans over their life and we break them in the authority that we have in Jesus Christ. We break the plans of the enemy and we declare your power goes forward for our family. In the name of Jesus, come on, give God a shout and a praise. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.